Apache. And so slowly but surely, it, it, the tradition of doing research built up and... Her is one of a handful of scientists studying virulence. The group is interested in why we can't shake old diseases. It's not quite as simple as finding a disease or even stamping out a disease. It's looking at disease from the point of view of a bug. To a virus bug or a bacteria bug, disease is just a side effect of what's really important, finding strategies for reproducing itself. Paul Ewald's another one thinking about bugs. Basically what happened is um, I got a case of diarrhea. Originally I thought, well, I'll just let my body take care of this. You know, it was sort of, I was in this natural mindset. And if, if um, I've got a case of diarrhea, probably it's my body getting rid of this organism. It's a defense. Ewald is an evolutionary biologist at Amherst College in Massachusetts. He's spent the last 10 years sifting through medical literature, looking at disease from the bug's point of view. Then I thought about it a little bit more, and I thought, it could be this organism is manipulating my body, and I want to know which it is, because depending on what the right answer is, I might change what I'll do. If, it, if my body is defending itself using diarrhea, then I don't want to treat the diarrhea. But if the organism's manipulating my body to further spread itself, then it would be perfectly fine for me to uh, treat the diarrhea. In fact, it would probably be good for the people around me to treat the diarrhea the body's strategy for defense versus the organism's strategy for the good life. Ewald wasn't able to find the answer to his question in medical literature because the evolution of strategies isn't considered in current medical treatment. So Ewald started his own research. Between 1914 and 1919, a lethal flu swept the world. Nearly 20 million people died. These days, flu doesn't act like that. If you imagine somebody who's infected with a severe variant of influenza virus, so severe that that person's immobilized, what will happen? That person will sit at home in bed. Maybe an unlucky wife or husband of that person is going to be infected. Maybe an unlucky son or daughter. But that infection isn't going to go very far. Instead, the viruses that allow that person to be not healthy, but healthy enough to move around, are likely to be spread. And that's the strategy flu bugs usually take. A healthy host spreads the bug farther, so the bug's best strategy is to be kind to the host. But not in 1918, not during World War I. The first place in which you saw very severe infections, some infections in which people were dying at this elevated rate, was at the Western Front. World War I had trenches, 600 miles of them across France and Belgium trenches packed with soldiers. If a person was infected with a very severe case of influenza, so severe that that person couldn't move, the person could still infect the trench mates. That person might be surrounded by five or ten people. Those trench mates might be infected before the person even showed symptoms. So from the bug's point of view, the more people you can infect, the more you can reproduce. So in the trenches of World War I, the bug's best strategy was to become more virulent. Late in the afternoon in the Panama tropical forest, the howler monkeys declare their territory for the evening, a counterpoint to the scores of other birds and animals that live here. The variety of the tropical forest is an important part of Alan Hurry's model of virulence. Hurry studies the varieties of tropical figs and the tiny wasps that pollinate them. 
Each kind of fig has its own kind of wasp. But one day, while looking at a wasp under a microscope, Hurry noticed the wasp weren't alone inside the fig. He watched nematodes, microscopic round worms, crawl out from a wasp body. And that sparked Hurry's interest in virulence. I got to thinking about what the implications of that might be, and I fairly soon hit on that it suggested that the nematodes were eating the wasp. I could see that they were leaving empty carcasses, and uh, if they were doing that, then they had to infect them at some point, and so I realized that they were using them for food, they were using them for transportation, and that uh, there were only a limited number of ways that they could get away with that. And